This is Wiffer Karen, and I love listening to Will Write for Wine. Oh, yeah. This is Wiffer Mac, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Kim from Colorado, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Yay! Hi, this is Wiffer Lily, and I'm listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Don, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Melissa, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Wayne, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Ambroise, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Knocked Up Wiffer Susan, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Cheers! Hi, this is Wiffer Renee, and you've made the excellent choice of listening to my girls, Sam and Lonnie, on Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Wiffer Pimp, my mixer Pam, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Take it away, girls. Thank you, Wiffers. Welcome to Will Write for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song. But mostly wine and writing. And victory, because this week, we're going to get this thing done. (laughs) See, those of you who were disappointed last week, let's go ahead and start right off the top with that, okay? Because we tried to get the, we tried. You have no Uh, idea how hard we tried. So, what, what, the the A block we did four times. Right, well, because my computer was not saving it properly. Like, every time we'd finish it, it would crash. Yeah. And I would lose the file, and right. then we'd have to start over again, and so I that I was, was kill myself. I don't know, right. four or five times. And then the B block, we did a couple of times. Right, and then there was the internet um, the internet yeah. going out, so we kept, like, you know, we would have these, every now and again we have dead air, mm-hmm. like, where one of us is talking and the other one can't hear, and so we just kind of sit there and, like, hope that they keep talking yeah. until, <laughs> <laughs> until it comes back and I can hear what you're saying again, you know? But, like, last week it would go on and on, and I'd be like, oh, I don't, uh, there's, so I don't bad. know what's going on. I it know. got to the like, point yeah. where I couldn't even understand what you were saying I like know. it would blip out all the vowels right and right. <laughs> I no idea and you sit there with your secret decoder ring oh trying to no figure out idea. what was going on and so it was just a yeah. mess and then we kept losing it and then finally in the middle of the b block we just like lost connection entirely yeah and nothing was working and nothing was happening mm-hmm. so we just called it a day and then we tried to get on saturday yeah we tried same again thing. on Saturday, same thing, and same I was like, thing. you know what? Mercury in retrograde. I know. That's what it I is. Know. Is it out and now? Is Mercury it's out? out? It was out yesterday. Damn. It went Thank direct God. yesterday. So Damn I know, but you know what's so funny is that I never believed in any of that stuff, like astrology and all that. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but then I noticed a pattern a few years ago where um, there was like a couple of weeks really intense weeks where everybody wasn't just me Mm -hmm. everybody was frustrated like nothing went right nothing worked nothing you know everything it was always everything was a mess Mm -hmm. and then whenever that would happen I would check and wouldn't you know Mercury was in retrograde well I gotta tell you Mercury uh is in freaking retrograde a lot I mean it it must go backwards half of its life I know (laughs) it seriously it's like three weeks every couple of months. I know. You know. I mean, it really is, honestly. It's like, you know, the universe is having a period. And I got to yeah. tell you, it's really, really irritating. <laughs> the universe is getting PMS, you know. All I'm saying is that if you don't believe Mercury in retrograde, wait until the next time you notice oh, everybody yeah. around you yeah. is frustrated and can't get anything done. Or just try doing a podcast. Just try. Or just try doing a podcast. Oh, yeah, just yeah. give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll know when Mercury is in retrograde. But anyway, All right. this is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight's show is all about... Revisions, which oh, is yeah. incredibly appropriate because this is like the, what, seventh, eighth time that we've done this particular A block? Is we that... should have it down, but I guarantee you. <laughs> well, we'll still screw it up. We'll still It'll still happen. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
gosh. So oh. anyway, yes, it's about it's about revisions mm-hmm. because yep. last week or the week before, what what did we do? Oh, the don't look down draft. That's right, right. right. Mm-hmm. And I actually have something to contribute to this one because I revise a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I revise, but not obsessively. So mm-hmm. we're, you know, the last episode, the Don't Look Down draft show was pretty much my baby. I think this is going to be more of your show. This oh, week, yeah. Because, so. you know, mm-hmm. if, it, if it was up to me, mm-hmm. I would revise the book on the shelf. I know. If I had would. my choice. Uh, yeah. I know. I, would, so I'm, I think I'm, that's a little crazy, I, but, you know, I'm that's what makes that the world go round. Yeah. Just different types of people. Yeah. So. I try not to read it again after that. <laughs> but that's all later in the podcast. Wine comes first. So, Lottie, yes. what are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I'm having a 2006 Mirsu. Mm-hmm. I'm, I guess that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. Pinot Noir from California. <laughs> and I think I picked this up. I think somebody recommended it on oh. the um, on the forums because I saw the name and then when I saw it in the wine shop, it just kind of clicked for me. Oh yeah! Like I actually I actually remembered something. Isn't that amazing? Is, it doesn't happen very often. I know. I have to put it in my palm pilot or it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so I picked it up, and the wine notes from the uh, winemaker are uh, the 2006 Mirsu California Pinot Noir displays intense flavors of strawberries, pomegranates, and cherries. Mm. These primary flavors are enhanced by secondary flavors. They've got layers of flavor. Uh It's like a seven-layer dip (laughs) of floral and spice characters. This wine is at its best if enjoyed within a year of release, but should be able to age in the bottle for up to three years. After that... forget it yeah might as well pour it down the sink uh, right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although i thought wine was supposed to age but uh, apparently not not all of them all right um so it's 13.5 percent alcohol ten dollars and 99 cents a bottle so once again i splurged good deal i'm like this is actually <laughs> it's actually kind of spendy for me i'm a little nervous about this but you know whatever um they have no website uh, i'm sorry to report i was not able to find one um and my notes on it are yum. You know, pomegranates, cherries, layers of flavor. I don't know. I just know that it's it's a nice, like, medium-bodied pinot. It's very fruity. It's not um, terribly dry, but it's not really sweet. It's in that, like, lovely, perfect zone, you know, hmm. where you just get the flavor, and it's not really about it being dry or sweet. Nothing overwhelms it. So it's just a really nice balance. I'm enjoying it extremely tonight. Good. And uh, I, I'll give it four and a half glasses. Oh, I got to check it out because yeah. I love Pinot. Yeah. So. Oh, it's yummy. Oh, good. It's got a bright yellow sun on it, too. I love the design. Oh, pretty. On the label. You guys got to look it up on the internet if you can find it somewhere. I know it's being sold all over the internet, but I couldn't uh. find a... Oh, hey, look at that. I just picked up the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and on the back of the bottle in red letters, it says www.mirasu.com. Oh, <laughs> I didn't search on the internet, though. They didn't have a website, so I just assumed that it wasn't there. But, um, yeah, so that's what you get for not, uh, yeah, okay. reading the bottle carefully. Yeah. So there you go. How about you? Cool. Well, I had the thrill and honor of a My Wines direct delivery from my BFF, right. Lonnie. Yay! Thank you, Lonnie. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> not only did the UPS man show up at my door mm-hmm. bearing wine, but he wore shorts. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I know to send wine during the heat wave. <laughs> I almost forgot about the wine. But no. Right. <laughs> Tonight, mm-hmm. I'm having a 2004 Azen Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. From Ooh. Amador County, which I think is somewhere in California. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a Zinfandel. I, and I, it's the first Zin I think I've ever had on the show. So. How interesting. Yeah. The only Zin I had on that show was the awful one that made me go, Ugh. Oh. <laughs> 
So I'm interested to hear how this one is. Well, from the bottle, the wine mm-hmm. notes are a zen that pleases from A to Z. Oh, dear. A zen that pairs easily. Oh, dear. A zen to share with family and friends. And a zen to jazz up every occasion. Oh, dear Okay, God. so I'm thinking either the wine writer was hungover <laughs> or was just about to get fired. It was way overpaid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Out of all the wine writing yeah. that we've reviewed on this show, it's just I have pathetic. to say that that is just the... Yeah. That was just sad. Very sad, very sad. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's mm-hmm. on, uh, doesn't have a website, so it's another mm-hmm. My Wines Direct Wine, so go there if uh-huh. you want some info on it. Mm-hmm. It has 13.5% alcohol, and I don't mm-hmm. know how much it costs because it was, it was a gift. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, my notes... I ha- you know, it's the first Zin I've tried on the show, and the first one I've tried in many, many years, because Zinfandel yeah. got such a bad rap for a long time. It did. Now, this How is a is red it? Zin. It's not it's a, a red Zin. One, you know? Oh, okay. So it's got uh-huh. a lot of, of, of red grapes in it of some mm-hmm. sort, and I probably okay. should look it up, but whatever. <laughs> um, Why bother? <laughs> when I first tried it, it had it has a very very distinct flavor, and I uh-huh. wasn't sure that I was going to like it on the first sip. Uh-huh. But after the twentieth sip, <laughs> I have to say, it grows on you. It does grow on you, <laughs> and it's fine. It's a red uh-huh. wine. I'm drinking it at room temperature, a little mm-hmm. bit cooler than room temperature, mm-hmm. and I really like it. I am pleasantly cool. surprised. Oh wow! Yeah, Very and of cool. course, you know my my wine's direct comes through again. So I'm telling you, know, you kudos they do to those not guys. disappoint. They I know. Are really fabulous. Four All glasses. Right. Well, good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you like it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I liked the wine l- last week too, but um, we didn't get to air it because right. That wine served a very important function. Yeah. Just it got me through two sane. nights of frustration. <laughs> right. Mine too. I did the first half the first night, the second half the second night. Although the second night we gave up after like the first, or the first like 30 seconds. I'm like, you know what? This isn't working. I'm not doing this again. We'll it was it just week. too soon. It was too raw. You know? I know. Yeah, I know. Too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now we've gotten that taken care of. It's time for our weekly PSA. We'll be right back. <laughs> At Will Ripe for Wine, we want to make it perfectly clear that we do not encourage excessive drinking. Excessive drinking is bad. It hurts you, it hurts your family, it totally screws with your ability to put lipstick on properly, and we do not encourage it. A little drinking, though? Now that's a different thing. After all, wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart, it's good for your cholesterol, it's loaded with antioxidants. And sometimes when you've had a really long, exhausting day and your kids are making you nuts and your husband has forgotten to take out the trash again and you start to become what some people might consider a little edgy, in that case, having some wine is a kindness. A public service even. So just remember that we here at Will Write for Wine do not encourage excessive drinking. We do, however, encourage you to not beat your husband over the head with a garbage can lid, and if it takes a little bit of wine to prevent that, then we suggest a light Chardonnay. Welcome back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay! Yay! Today's question comes in an MP3 form from Mac. Thank you, Mac. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Hi, Sam and Lonnie. I have questions regarding the technical side of producing Will Ripe Wine, such as um, 
What recording and communication software do you use? Is there any special hardware involved, like mics, computers, memory, mixers, etc.? How long does it really take you, on average, to produce the finished show? Just wondering. Thank you, Mac. <laughs> and let's see. Ooh, what does it take to do a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. It takes Guts. Mercury not being in freaking retrograde. I'll tell you that much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what you need, uh, computers and microphones are an absolute must. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixers, I think, a little too polished for us, oh, yeah. <laughs> a little too high Definitely. scale. Mm-hmm. Um, for software, we use a, a free uh, sound editing software called Audacity, which actually is, is really fabulous. I mean, aside right. from last week when it was crashing on me, but I mean, you, you know, but I mean, let's take the whole like year and a half we've been doing this, right? You know, I mean, it's been actually uh, really good. It has know, been for all yeah, that time. Very so. few problems. Um, yeah. And actually, I was gonna pay for you know uh, sound editing software and um, I tried a whole bunch out and I didn't like any of them and then I started I t- did audacity and it was just worked great and it was really reliable yeah so uh, so that's what we went with yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um, so and you probably heard us talk about this before but what we do is we get mm-hmm. on Google talk yes um, mm-hmm. which was which normally works pretty well except for last week Right. Yeah. And so we can hear each other. We've got our headphones on. Mm-hmm. Our headphones have mics. So we have good headphones, good right. mics. Mm-hmm. And um, we hook up on a de- on um, Google Talk. Mm-hmm. And then Lonnie launches her Audacity and I launch my Audacity. And we, yeah, record... so we actually record them completely separately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comple- so if you listen to mine, it would just mm-hmm. be my voice. Right. So you'd hear mm-hmm. me laughing for no good reason. <laughs> when I'm talking, usually there's no good reason. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's how we do it, basically. And then, uh, yeah. and then an FTP, like a c- copy my voice to an MP3 file, FTP right. it up, and Lonnie lines it up. And yeah. she went to school for this, so she's much, much better <laughs> right. at the audio. $80,000 and an education, Woo-hoo. and I can create a podcast. <laughs> Do a little audio editing. My mom is so proud. Um, yeah. <laughs> put that degree to use. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I piece it together. And mm-hmm. then, um, I, so we do all the blocks separately. And then I piece all the blocks together. And then I insert them into the bigger um, file, which has all the commercials and everything in it. Right. And uh, that's how we do it. So, it takes us, um, like, usually about, I guess, five hours a week. Probably about do five it. hours, yeah. Because Including the writing the script yep. and all that kind of stuff. And then when we start, it's usually about two to three hours from when we start to when we finish. Depending right. on how la-la-la-la-la chatty yeah. I get. <laughs> chatty, we both, yeah. Sometimes it takes a lot longer. <laughs> and then, you know, and then there's the MySpace and the website and all those other things. Which yeah, we, which is what which you do. Like, while, while I'm yeah. putting this stuff together, after the show, <laughs> when mm-hmm. we're really, really toasted, we... <laughs> <laughs> then we try to do assembly. We, we talk. It's it's really funny because we actually chit chat and we're like, oh, that was a good chat. Oh, so blah, blah, blah. We start talking, you know, talking about the kids and whatever. And I'm on one end editing all the audio together. Mm-hmm. And half the time I'm listening to Sam from the podcast. So then at the half the time I'm listening to Sam for real. And sometimes I answer Sam from the podcast, which she can't hear because I'm editing that on my computer. <laughs> Meanwhile, while I'm responding to things that she's not even saying, she's over on her side putting up the MySpace and putting up all the um, websites and everything. So we, uh... actually, you know what? It's a minor miracle this podcast ever gets done. It is, let alone 53 <laughs> times. Holy crap. <laughs> 
question, Mac. Yeah, to get your question, question on the show, email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or leave them on the forums or send us an MP3. Yes, And you can love. hear your voice on the show. We do love those. Mm-hmm. Those are really fun. All right. All right. And so coming up, we've got Mac again with... This Week in the Forums. Thanks, Mac. Mac. <laughs> this week on the forums, the hot topics were how you know when you've been influenced by Sam, uh, the pantser, plotter, birth order, writing poll, submission ick, fan fiction, what not to crochet, and uh, a mystery writer. Yeah. And those were, that was actually all the stuff from last week because we didn't update yeah. this for this week. No. I, we well, I did week? add in what not to crochet because it was really Oh, funny. you're very good. That is yeah. so funny. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. so funny. I love this. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it was Lonnie's birthday not Couple last week, ago. the week before. Yeah. And I was a moron and forgot to mention oh. it during the podcast. So happy oh, birthday, please. Lonnie. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, the uh, Pantser Plotter birth order poll was really interesting because there was no significant birth order differences between Pantsers and Plotters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what was amazing is that um, 14 of the 25 participants were firstborns. Aha! Uh-huh. Which I thought was very interesting. That's right. like two thirds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, wow. and and I don't know if it's because the firstborn saw that there was a poll and they had to ant, they had to <laughs> like do it. Or, or if it's just the, more uh, writers are firstborns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I oh, don't know. Yeah. So uh-huh. anyway. Mm-hmm. And we are up to over 150 members on the forums. Oh my god! I know, and some of them Did don't you ever even think. No, and some of them don't even write or drink wine. And I'm thinking, <laughs> why? <laughs> why would they listen to why us? Why would they listen to us? I'm amazed that the people who write and drink listen to us. <laughs> listen to us. I who know. do both? <laughs> that that you guys are still hanging in there. But like people who do only one or don't do yeah. either. Like, I, I can understand the writers listening. Us. The people who write and don't drink. I cannot, yeah. I, well, I can't understand how they can write and not drink. But, <laughs> I mean, I understand why they listen to us. But um, <laughs> one kind of goes with the other. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, I mean, like, the people who just drink wine and listen to us or the people who aren't, you know, writers or drinkers at yeah. all. Like, uh, that, that is, um, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And I'm impressed. Yes. And we them. thank you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now it's time to take a short break. Mm-hmm. And it looks like everything's working tonight, so Yay. hopefully we'll be right back after. <laughs> Museum curator Jillian Talbot has a psychic gift that lets her see into the past, but she never expects it can make her a target to find a priceless treasure. To stay alive, Jillian must seek the help of a cynical Tomb Raider, but is he worthy of her trust? Simon Bonner wants out of the looting game. Instead, he finds himself tangled up in a deadly mystery and a woman who still believes in doing the right thing. As Jillian and Simon track the mystery deep into Mexico, their desire to stay alive and growing passion for each other makes every move a dance with danger. Out of Time by Samantha Graves. Available August 2008. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is We'll Write for One. Yay! Yay! Last week was uh, writing the Don't Look Down draft, so mm-hmm. we thought it would be apropos to do revisions. Yes, and it may come mm-hmm. as a surprise to all of you out there that Lonnie and I have different approaches to revisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, you may get revisions from your editor, 
uh, agent, critique partner, or even figure them out yourself. Mm -hmm. So first of all, we're going to define the different kinds of revisions, and then we'll cover each one. Now you can experience one or more or all of these types of revisions in a single book multiple times, (laughs) (laughs) which we Mm -hmm. have done. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So the first one is major story revisions. Mm -hmm. Now, these include cutting large sections of the book and rewriting all those pages, (laughs) changing a major Mm -hmm. character's uh, goal, motivation, and conflict, Mm -hmm. uh, making major plot modifications, including your plot points, Mm -hmm. adding more conflict, or anything else that involves editing a significant amount of the book. Mm-hmm. So, we hate these. These are just yeah. like, uh, these are tough. Um, but you know they're necessary. Though. They are I mean, necessary. Certain, it's like, when you, know, when you know it needs fixing, mm-hmm. the best thing to do is accept it and just go in and yep. start ripping the because, guts out. Because, because like we always tell you, yeah. it's not about you, it's about the right. story. So. And, you, you know, when you try to patch that up with a Band-Aid here and there, it just, yeah. it's, no. it's awful. Right. Yeah. So, how do you approach this? Mm-hmm. Um, not only is this a lot of work, but it can also be disheartening to know (laughs) a big chunk of your book needs to be reworked or trashed. Mm -hmm. So now my approach, now I have to admit that I've never had an editor or agent tell me to do major edits on a first draft, Mm -hmm. but I did have one book that required some major revisions because I knew knew it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So it had to do with the pacing and the villain, and those Mm -hmm. two things were off in the book, and I just knew they were, and... And, and, I, and I had to fix it before it went out to anybody. So what I did was I printed out the entire book, all the pages. Mm-hmm. Then I literally cut apart all the scenes. So mm-hmm. I had like sta- stapled sections of every scene had, ha- was a separate section. Mm-hmm. I laid them all out on the floor in order mm-hmm. and read each one. I think I read each one and then laid them out, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I started to move the pages, the scenes around on the mm-hmm. floor. That way I could see the pacing a little bit better. Right. Mm-hmm. I took scenes out that weren't working. I made notes on scenes that needed to be changed. Mm-hmm. And I added new pages um, with scenes that needed to be written from scratch. Mm-hmm. Then I reassembled the book in the new order and started from page one. I went mm-hmm. through the entire book that way, one scene at a time, and edited whatever needed to be done based on the new structure. Wow. So, yeah. It was a lot of work. I did it mm-hmm. in like three days. Oh, and, my God. Oh, yeah. It was because br- it was due. <laughs> it was due. <laughs> like, I did it like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It was due on Friday. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. You? You? Yes. Well, I you had had it all in printed out. Yeah. Oh well, you know, God. I had printed it all out, and it was ready to be mailed. I had all the package. like, a month ahead of time. No. And then the week before, the weekend before, uh-huh. I just you looked just at realized? it, and I said, I cannot uh. send this book out. And I had to, I had to revise it. That book ended up being Unleashed, and it Mm -hmm. won two Prism Awards, including the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. So my advice would be to print out, if if you're faced with this type of really major edits where you know you're going to have to do Mm -hmm. some movement of scenes and things like that, Mm -hmm. my advice would be to print out all the pages and work on hard copy. Um, You can mark up the pages and move paragraphs or scenes around. It's a lot easier Mm -hmm. to to just manage than trying to do it in a Word document. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, doing a paper edit can just be really valuable in general. Yeah. You know. It can. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would also make a list of the changes you need to make, you know you need to make. So one of them might be change this character so their motivation is this mm-hmm. or whatever. And you put that on a list. So it's something that you can refer to as you're going through and and doing all of your edits. Um, it'll also help you mentally figure out how you you know how you plan to make those types of changes Mm -hmm. and then start from page one and do them okay yeah well that sounds good my approach is a little different (laughs) (laughs) believe it or not um well you know my experience with a a major revision was um maybe baby which was my first romantic comedy Mm -hmm. and i had no idea how to write a romantic comedy i mean i'd written one book time off for good behavior it was loads of fun i had a great time but you know romantic comedy is completely different animal you know and so i went at it and i you know started with this idea and i had this you know funky bird basically that everybody was chasing wanted to write this you know romp around new york city and i wrote it and i threw it together and it was funny and it was crazy and it was wild and i sent it to my editor and she's like there's no romance in here (laughs) and I was like oh I was hoping we could focus more on the comedy part as opposed to the romantic part so she was like well you know you just kind of need to work on that and she Mm -hmm. was totally great and she understood she's like it's my first you know she was my first romantic comedy that I'd never written one before you know and uh and so she was like okay you know go back and you know fix this 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 and this right and I looked at it she told me all the stuff that needed fixing but I looked at it and I was like you know what you know, it was one of those things where I had to basically throw it all away mm. and start from scratch. Now, I was able to save a lot of it, you mm-hmm. know, but I mean, basically, the I had to rewrite it over again, even though I was using some of the same stuff so I could get the rhythm together and I could figure out what I wanted to do. I had to change yes. my um, heroine and her motivation and her backstory and, you know, what was going on with the uh, with the hero and, you know, try to get that romance a little more um um, you know, in depth in the, um, in the story. And, um, basically, you know, I mean, I never even got to a paper edit, <laughs> like, I just <laughs> threw it all away. And I, you know, and I didn't think about, I mean, the way that I write those, so it's so different because you really look at it at, from a very organized, you know, perspective. So mm-hmm. you think this needs to be done, that needs to be done. Whereas I really don't have the brain power for that. Like, <laughs> I do one scene and then I, you know, I read it into the next scene. Like I, I take the momentum from one scene and I have that push me through the rest of the book. Like every scene's momentum I, I build up and I just write that way. That's why I write linear. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I kind of need to be able to see how the whole momentum works. And, and, and that's what gets me my next scene. And at this point, I mean, I really didn't plot at all. Mm. I really didn't. I, I just I had no idea what was going to happen. I just started at one place and went through. And it was insane. I can't believe I ever wrote that <laughs> way. That's like the without one. Without any idea. Is that the yeah. one where you called, up, called me up about the villain? No, that was the next oh, one. Oh, no, no, All no, right, no. no. Okay, I think okay. that was uh, that was Crazy in yeah. Love. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because uh, I'd, I'd already written, I think, maybe Baby and the Comeback Kiss mm-hmm. before we became really good friends. But, okay. um, but yeah, no, this is, <laughs> this is the one I just, I mean, honestly, I had no idea. And my editor was really, like, worried because she was, you know, basically giving me really bad news and, uh, and I was like yeah no it's fine I know it's broken I know it's broken I'll fix it you know and um and that was fine you know so anyway um um I, I just completely went off the script so I don't even know what I was going to talk about <laughs> But I kept the stuff that worked, and then I went and, you know, like, ripped everything out. So um, when doing a major revision, you know, it might be hard to see what worked, you know, when you're in that really depressing phase where you're so fo- focused on what didn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, so my first step, my first, you know, step is take a step back, take some time off, let yourself absorb what has to be done. Mm-hmm. And when you can look at it more objectively, then you're ready to go back in and, and do it. You yeah. know, just get it done. So. Yeah. Um, so better yet, avoid this one at all costs. 
How do you avoid? How do you Perhaps avoid Perhaps by it? plotting, maybe? <laughs> maybe with a spreadsheet? The magic spreadsheet? Whatever works Fixes for you. Fixes all problems before they break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, 99, well, I'll if say 95. If you're a pantser, you're going to have this problem. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 95% of the time, it's because of the lack of conflict. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, have lots of good, solid conflict in the book and nail it. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. There's nothing worse than getting one of your edits back and saying, add more conflict. That is a brutal, it's a, it's like right. three words. Because conflict is the fuel that the whole story it is. You know, goes and it on. could give so, you an yeah. idea that if you're having trouble writing your book, it might not have enough conflict. Hence, so, Sam's advice to kill somebody. Yes, yes. You well, yes, or my advice to add a quirky town person. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing you can do is outline your story before starting, or at least know your plot points. <laughs> Somehow I knew there would be some element of planning. You know, I will second that, though. I will second that. I have to tell you that since I started doing turning points, and it doesn't mean if you're a pantser that you have to start plotting, you have to start using spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. I still can't use the spreadsheets. But knowing your turning points, knowing a basic structure, giving yourself a basic structure in the story that you can hang everything else on, um, I I can't even tell you the difference that it's made for me as far as just the stress level in the book. Oh, yeah. Well, you and know. how many pages you end up rewriting or not rewriting? Well, right. So, I mean, Comeback I mean, Kiss, I did completely pantsed. Mm-hmm. And I th- I had 100... I have a deleted scenes file. It's 175 pages long. That's a lot. That's almost another book. That's half the book. I yeah. I know. You know. I know. So, so that's a um, lot. It's a lot yeah, of so effort. You be careful so about save that. yourself so that... You know, right. Save yourself tro- the pain. pain. If you can even just do turning points. <laughs> if you can figure out what your conflict is and just do turning points, you don't have to, you know, plan the whole thing in detail. But right. it really, it has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And so. the final thing you can do is mm-hmm. get some feedback from your critique partners and beta readers. So okay. make sure would, that you. That I you would put a caveat though. That you don't do that too early. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah. But before you send it to your done. editor or yeah. agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do right, that. you know, get get the feedback then before right. you do that. So, because right. if you get start getting feedback too early, it's going to throw you off track. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. The next one is minor story revisions. Now, mm-hmm. these include moving info dump areas back into the story, mm. uh, making a main character more likable, or something along you know something along mm-hmm. those lines. Different. Uh, figuring out your villain, mm-hmm. nailing your character's conflict. Adding, removing, or killing off secondary characters. (laughs) (laughs) Or dealing with something you didn't see until later in the book. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of that, too, where you go in and you'll have, especially for those of us who don't know who our villain is until the end. Right. And then you have to go back and put in little (laughs) things that make that consistent. So you're like, oh, this is the bad guy. (laughs) Let's just make him a little more bad back here. Okay. One quick thing, though. Right at the beginning of this, you said um, these include moving info dump areas back into the story. You mean taking info dump out, right? Well, what I'm saying is is taking the info dump, the information that's in the info dump, scaling it down. We've talked about info dump. Yeah, I think we have. Where you're basically is where you have telling, paragraphs oh, and paragraphs and about this is she... the reason why I feel the way I do. Exactly, blah, 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 but blah, I mean, it's those yeah. really long. She remembered the time that she lived in yeah. Spain, and because those, of that, she yeah. hates bullfights and yeah, that kind that of thing. That will also kill mm-hmm. your pacing. But, All the um, explaining and the telling. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay. you take that information and you mm-hmm. sprinkle it through the rest of the story. 
where like it's needed dust. on a need-to-know basis and yes. where it would naturally come up as part of either the dialogue or the experience, whatever. Exactly. It's not saying that you can't have internal dialogue, but mm-hmm. it has to be really what somebody's going to be thinking. I mean, you know, I'm not sitting here right now. As she did the podcast, she thought about her auburn hair. Like, that's... <laughs> You know, like, I honestly, it, I don't think very much about that with the color of my hair. It's falling in waves down my face. Unless right. it's unless it's getting it. Unless there's bubble gum in my hair, I'm not thinking about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. I mean, it's, stuff, it's so, stuff like that, things that would come naturally. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. minor story revisions are a little less painful than a major mm-hmm. one, but they're really messy. You have to be a little more organized uh, when you're, when you're kind of getting in here. How did I know you'd recommend oh, organization? God. All right. So how to approach these? Uh-huh. Well, hopefully these will be the bulk of any revisions that you have. Like the right. worst the minor, of the revisions. Yeah. The, the tweaks, the consistency, the continuity, yes. that kind of stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, these can take some time, but the amount mm-hmm. of revision is, is far less terrifying. Mm-hmm. Now, my approach... Now, by far, these are the most common revisions I have. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them tend to be uh, discovery revisions, which means they are things I find out as I'm writing the book, and then you know I need to go back and change things in the beginning of the book to kind of you know continue right. that right. So continuity. it's information you learned about a character as mm-hmm. you were writing in the middle of the book, and now you have to go back and make it consistent from right. the beginning. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. These revisions I usually find and correct as I'm writing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so. I'll go back and I'll actually put little notes in or whatever that I need, you know, that I need to fix them. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also be areas that are weak and will mm-hmm. be picked up by my editor or hopefully my critique partner, not my editor. <laughs> <laughs> my cri- well, the editor's there to pick up some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I so. know, but hopefully I've got a better, you know, before it gets to her. But You'd um, like to have it as clean as possible on every absolutely. wash. That there's there's less for them because even as I'm yeah. doing galleys, I'm picking mm-hmm. stuff up. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's always stuff that you're getting. So the cleaner mm-hmm. it is on every phase, you yes. know, the better off you are because there's, there's less likely to make it to the final product. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, my critique partner will generally, you know, mark changes right on the manuscript, the hard copy mm-hmm. that I give her. Mm-hmm. My editor will send me a letter listing the places or issues that need to be addressed. So, But mm-hmm. every, every editor works differently, so you never know how you're going to get these. Right. So the first thing I do is review the suggestion and then decide how to handle it. Now, I can clarify it, change it, or remove it. Mm-hmm. Now, usually I do these right in the electronic file. Mm-hmm. Um, I can track my changes better that way, although I do not use words tracking thing because I find I can never get rid of all those stupid little tracking things once they're in there. Oh, oh, oh. Makes you select me select everything, and then you click accept all. I hate it. I learned that when we were doing the collaboration. But Let me tell then, you, use the reviewing feature to death when you're doing the collaboration. But then you don't know. If you do accept all, you don't know what it's doing. you got to go back through and read the whole thing again. <laughs> So, well, no. yeah, I don't use track changes when it's just me. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, like I said, I'll just put a note in all caps or in parentheses of changes mm-hmm. that I know I need to make so I don't forget about them. And then mm-hmm. before I send out the, the first draft, I will do a search on those little, you know, squiggly right. things and make sure that I haven't forgotten any, which I did once. And my editor's right. like, what does this mean? I'm like, oh, geez. The little squiggly <laughs> thing. Yeah. Well, you put something in there that you know you can find, like the little squiggly that's right yeah. next to the one on most keyboards. Mm-hmm. Like you can use that. And that's a yes. very unusual uh, thing. So then you can right. search on that and you find all your squigglies. And then, right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then what I do is I just bang down through the list until all the edits are done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, that's good. 
That's mm-hmm. good. I'll tell you, you know, I, yeah, I do it a little differently. <laughs> first, well, first I get all my feedback from my betas and my editor. I actually, you know, because I usually go screaming into my deadline, mm-hmm. I do my betas and my editor at the same time. Okay. <laughs> so I send it to my editor. <laughs> You know, but I mean, oh. by the time it gets, I know, ooh, but yeah, by the time it gets, my, it's usually pretty clean. I actually don't usually mm-hmm. have that much. You write pretty editor. clean, so, yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, you know how you write, mm-hmm. you know, different people write different ways. One of the things I do is that I, you know, I do edit myself a lot as I go. Right. So I do a lot of that. I reread the scenes that I wrote before when I start writing the new day and all that kind of stuff. So I do a lot of that. And um, I send it to my editor and then I send it to my betas all at the same time. So then it's usually about four to six weeks. Although I have to say... I always think it's going to be four to six weeks <laughs> because publishing moves so flippin' slow, right? You know, I mean, everybody, it's always at least six weeks before you hear from anybody. Mm-hmm. But I have had the, you know, incredible luck that the people that I've been working with are just unbelievably together and they're really, really fast. And so my editors will almost always get back to me way before I ever expect them oh, yeah. to get back to me. Either and I'm that like, oh. or the, those four to eight weeks just fly by. It's one or right, the other. I don't right, know. But you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have my beta so that I get all my feedback all at once. I listen, mm-hmm. I get my editor's feedback, I get my, you know, my beta reader's feedback. And generally the thing is this, if, if there's something that only one person has noted mm. and that, you know, if, there's, if it's like one person says, eh, I'm not sure about this, but nobody else picks up on it then I get to make the call on whether I want to change it, clarify it, or whatever. Um, If more than one person has a problem with something, it must be addressed. Yes, You have no wiggle room. Um, You know, because the thing is, you're not going to please everybody. There's Mm -hmm. no way it's going to be perfect for everybody. And you don't want it to be perfect for everybody because that's going to be one bland book, you know. But at the same time, if there's there's things that readers are tripping over that are throwing them out of the book, you need to take that seriously. And I will say that even in a situation where um, maybe I don't necessarily agree with what they're saying or mm-hmm. whatever um, with the feedback. I will take a real hard look at it and see if there's anything I can do to kind of ameliorate whatever that is that's kicking them out of the story. Right. If it's and only sometimes, one person. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just delete the line. So you know what? Right, you just delete it the just line. You just take it never right was out. meant to be there. Exactly. And use you just it in take the next it out book. it's not worth it. <laughs> Most of the time, I have to say, it is extremely rare that I get feedback that I don't address in one way or another. Right. As a matter of fact, I can't even think of an example where, like, even if I don't necessarily agree with it, if it's not going to hurt the book for me to fix it, I fix it. Mm-hmm. If it's going to hurt the book for me to fix it, then I, I don't. You know, yeah. I, I'll do something else. Wrong. But I will almost always at least try to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to fix that. Okay. So um, so anyway, I get all that. I flag all the pages with post-its, those little flaggy things or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, then, you know, I step away from the manuscript for a while. Take, you know, the four to six weeks while they're doing that and take that time off. I really need that time off. So even if the feedback comes early, I, uh, I still take four to six weeks if I can, depending mm-hmm. on what the deadline situation is. Um, and I don't return to the MS, uh, the manuscript, until the details of it are are fuzzy. You know, the idea of going back in doesn't make my heart just seize up on me. You know, <laughs> you know that feeling where yeah. you're like, oh, God, if I have to look at this again, and I'm my head is going to explode. My eye. I know. Yeah. So uh, once I've done that, I start at page one. 
And again, it's a whole linear, it's a momentum thing. It's right. feeling my way through the story. So I start at page one and I just sweep through, trying to read it like a reader, as if it's all new. I go from start to finish, addressing the flags as I go through and catching up uh, what I can as far as like typos and continuity errors and all that kind of stuff. Right. But right. I just sweep right through and then I go back and I sweep through it again, mm -hmm. you know, just to make sure that I've got it. A couple right. of things that you can do at this stage, too, when you're in minor revisions are um, things, anything that you can do to look at it differently. You can uh, read it out loud. You know, which mm -hmm. I, I've done before. I usually do that in the galley phase because mm. that's when I'm looking for typos and I won't see them right. if I'm not reading out loud. Um, also doing, the, again, like the paper edit, printing everything out and going through it on paper as opposed to in the computer because you'll see things differently. Mm -hmm. um, changing the font in the computer from, you know, one font to another and then you'll start to see it differently. Right. There are different things. Anything you can do to see your manuscript differently, you're going to catch more. Right. You know, so, mm -hmm. so those are the kind of things at this stage that I'll do, little All tricks right. that I'll do. Cool. Well, how to avoid. Um, I haven't found a way to avoid this, and I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> um, discovery writing is good. It makes mm -hmm. your story stronger. It's part of the creative process. And I wouldn't skip this step for anything despite the fact that it can be painful at times <laughs> you know actually i really i like revision i yeah, like this i do stage. too i like the minor revisions yeah. because there's um because at this point i've got the bulk of the work down uh, everything that i didn't know yeah you know like when i'm writing the book it's very exciting it's very fun but there's so much i don't know uh -huh. about what's gonna happen but when i'm at this stage like i know the book i know the characters i know what's going on and i can i can see it to fix it you well know? what's nice about it too is it gives you a chance to really tighten your book right and really make it, make it better it and it's exciting. absolutely it's exciting to take something that was good to begin with mm -hmm. you know because I mean obviously anything we write or the whiffers write is going to be fabulous to start I mean let's face it because we're all wonderful yeah. and um and so you know to take something that was good to begin with and make it even better and make it even stronger I mean mm -hmm. that's always an exciting you know time for me right. um but I mean the thing is that you really can't avoid you know minor revisions I mean your book will always need them even mm -hmm. after it's published honestly right. but right. you know once it's published you really need to let it go <laughs> if you can't get a therapist there's really <laughs> nothing we can do for you. <laughs> All right. The next one is uh, draft revisions, which are really mm -hmm. close to minor revisions. But um, you, uh, usually this is the These last revision. Nitpicky. Yeah, you do yeah. once you have done the above with your critique partners, or beta re readers, agents, or and, mm -hmm. and before you send it to the editor. Mm -hmm. um, here you're looking for continuity of story, consistency of character. You want to make sure that your plot, conflict, and characters are solid. And yeah. I just start from page one uh, right to the end. I will check a number of pages and chapters here. I will check timelines, logistics, pacing, the suspense elements, mm -hmm. uh, the running details, the dialogue. I'll make notes if I mention someone's eye or age or, or eye color or age mm -hmm. or, um, you know, other types of details that need to remain consistent because mm -hmm. I have Let me guess, my character's eye list. colors. Huh? Is it another list? <laughs> yes, it actually is a list. So, yeah, shut up. Um, I actually have had a character's okay, eye honey, color your change. Your books are so tight, really, honestly. Me making fun of you is just stupid. <laughs> you know, it's the memory problem that I have. If I had a better memory, I wouldn't have to make lists. So. <laughs> but um, I, I also like to make sure that the dialogue sounds correct for each character. Right. I'll watch mm -hmm. for repeated sentences or phrases or for yeah. any gaps left from things that I've moved around. Oh, right. Which, this yeah. is the time where, I mean, at this at this point in these revisions, this is when you're really looking for, like, the nitpicky, the Absolutely. typos, the... Um, 
oh gosh, you know those those words that you use too much. Mm-hmm. My characters look Smiling. and turn and smile. Oh dear Way God! Too much. And so here's yeah. the th- okay. We'll need to talk about that in another show I think, sometime <laughs> because it's one of those things that, like, honestly, I've not found a real strong solution for. It's no. like there's um, there's in dialogue and scenes. There's like pacing and and rhythm and mm-hmm. beats. And so you'll have you know a character smiles and it's not even that it's important that the character smiles. Just it's part of the beat, beat in there. Absolutely. Exactly, it's part of that rhythm. Mm-hmm. And so you know that's the kind of thing that honestly I I'm so horribly horribly guilty of. And now I yeah. look back, especially at my earlier books, and I'm like, oh God, you know. <laughs> and I have um oh the terrible the horrible forgive me whiffers for I have sinned a lot is like the quirking the eyebrow. <laughs> I it, it's horrible 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 weak writing, and yet I my characters quirk eyebrows like you would not even believe. Um, <laughs> It's very, very sad. So if that's the kind of thing you want to catch on this, like, you know, find, be aware of your repetitive things and the weaknesses in Mm -hmm. your writing, the things that you do that are weak. And you know what? As long as you got a good story, honestly, people will forgive a lot of weak writing. I mean, look at J.K. Rowling. I'm sorry, Harry Potter. There's a lot of weak writing in there, but I'll tell you something. Storytelling is fabulous. And I will Mm -hmm. trade, I will trade strong writing technically correct writing for a good story any day of the week and twice on Sundays so as long as your story is good you know honestly and I know there are people who will you know want to shoot me for saying that but I mean honestly I I I agree with you good as long as your story is good you get away with a lot but the less you have to get away with right you know, the easier it's going to be for your um, for your reader to get to your story, mm-hmm. to get to that that core of it. So, you know, I mean, basically, this is the really good time again, changing the font, reading it aloud, you know, mm-hmm. doing all those things to kind of catch all the stuff. You want to really make it smooth. Right. So. And again, you don't want to avoid this um, because your editor or future editor will thank you. <laughs> right. The cleaner your copy is that goes oh, in, the more your editor is going to love you. Because you they know there's some love people who have you. copy that goes in and it's just a mess. Oh, you, know? you, you have um, no idea how much right. they will love you with a clean copy. Right. No idea. It, it, makes, this, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is also the last chance you actually get to work on the book while it's in electronic format. Right. From here on in, everything, all the changes that are done, all the edits that are done, are done on hard copy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So right. you want to kind of keep that in mind. Right. All right. Speaking of which, the next yes. uh, type of revisions are your copy edits. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. For published authors, these come after all the above has passed mm-hmm. muster and mm-hmm. your publisher pays you. <laughs> but your work is not done. Yes. You would think you'd be done <laughs> once you cash the check, but oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Mm-hmm. Copy edits uh, generally arrive in the form of a hard copy manuscript with copy editor marks on it. If it mm-hmm. doesn't come with an index of copy edit marks, get one off the internet <laughs> right the first time i got one i was like what what, what the hell are mean? all these i had no idea what they meant i know yeah. Yeah. i know mm-hmm. it was just like and there was stuff that was marked that wasn't wrong yeah like like ellipses when you have like those three periods i know they put these little red slashes between them yeah and i was like oh god did i screw that up and so i called up my editor and i was like what did i do what did i do all these ellipses they got the thing but i want the ellipses in there do i need to step that you know step s-t-e-t step is leave it as it is it's like latin for well, leave it yeah. as it is something like that so what you do, what a writer does in copy editing is when when the copy editor makes a change, because often they'll make a change to like make it grammatically correct, mm-hmm. even though you want it grammatically incorrect for purpose of voice or whatever. So you have yes. to set it. So I'm like, you know, do I need to set all this stuff? She's like, no. <laughs> it means like, insert just, a space. It's okay. Right, right. Because some, <laughs> some of them are just copy editor marks for the typesetter. So that the right. typesetter knows what to do. It has absolutely nothing to do with you, but with it you. takes a while. Mm-hmm. So definitely get on the internet and do a little research the first 
absolutely I'm get your copy edits because yes. i remember you called me on yeah. yours because you'd never um you yeah. never did a copy no. editor before you started with uh, like, with grand central the yeah. right you're like what am i doing what do yeah. i do and i'm like yeah. stet everything yeah <laughs> Uh, um, you will be given a deadline from the editor to return mm-hmm. the copy edit pages. Right. Um, every publisher is different, so the details may vary. However, they must be done, and please do them on time. Again, they will thank you. Now, how to approach. <laughs> that directed at me? No. <laughs> Oh. Poor Sam stresses out so much over my deadlines. Her deadline shows me some like a month and a half ahead of time. <laughs> like she actually gets the copy edits back before they're finished. Like she really. <laughs> oh, God. Meanwhile, oh. I'm always like, can I have an extra couple of days? Now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All ahead. right. Well, how to approach these. Now, first off, don't panic if you see a lot of red marks. Right. That's a copy mm-hmm. editor's job. At least, you know, they read it. You know, right. right. Mm-hmm. So my approach is I read the letter that comes with a package to make to find out how much time I have and how mm-hmm. and what um, the editor wants returned. Mm-hmm. Um, I check the sheet that the copy editor makes that lists all the details of the book, like character names, locations, events, and other important or unusual words that were used. Mm-hmm. Um, Then I read it one chapter at a time. Mm -hmm. As I go, I think about each mark to see how I want it handled. Um, I can let it go as changed. I can change it to something else or I can stat it. Mm -hmm. So stat means leave it as it was originally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, the first hundred pages of my books are especially messy. So I'll spend more time on those than I do the mm-hmm. entire rest of the three of the 280 pages, you right. know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I try to read at least three to five chapters in one sitting so I get a good flow of the story. Mm-hmm. And then I package it up and send it back on time. <laughs> <laughs> on time. Even right. if I have to use a vacation day. <laughs> You're so good. Editors love you. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, with copy edits, generally you'll you'll have two stages: typos and continuity. I mean, essentially, like the, the by the time it gets to copy editors, that is what the copy editor is going to be looking for. So the mm-hmm. things that they'll flag are questions like, oh, you know, on page eighty-two, her eyes were blue, but on page you know one hundred and ninety-eight, her eyes are brown. You know, right. things like that. So they will go. A good copy editor will catch that stuff. A bad copy editor, mm. <laughs> like one one that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say which book it was. Um, would actually correct things that were like you know would correct it incorrectly. Like I had it right the first time, like an oh. actual usage of a word. Like they, and then I looked it up because I was like, wait, no, I could swear this is right. And I looked it up, and they had like written a misspelled word, correcting my oh, correctly God. spelled word with a misspelled word. Okay, yeah. that is when you know you're on your own, and you have to. You really do, and it, you know what? And, and it does it happen thing. when you it get will. to a point, and you're looking at it, and you're like, you know what? This copy mm-hmm. editor is not in sync with me. Right. Then kind of you know that you're on your own. Right. So and you that you need to, to essentially careful. copy edit yourself. Well, I mean, exactly. the thing is that you're going to have you're going to have a different 
level. Like, I mean, we both of us generally hand in a pretty clean manuscript, so there's yes. usually not a lot of stuff. Right. But if I get a manuscript back that has, like, no marks in it, then I know nobody was paying attention. Because there's exactly. no way, even as hard as I work on it, as much as I do, there's no way I didn't screw something up, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, I really go through with a fine-tooth comb at this point just to make sure that the copy editor, when I have a really, really good copy editor, mm-hmm. then they catch things like, you know, um, like one time I had I had, had a Catholic um, church, I, I meant, I called it a cathedral, because mm-hmm. I thought that was referring to architecture, but apparently has something to do with, like, the political structure of the Catholic church, and I had no idea. <laughs> so he was like, <laughs> he was awesome. He corrected that. And I was like, who would have gotten that? Who would have, you know, you hear cathedral, yeah. and you think, oh, whatever, you know, yeah. but I mean, he actually got that. And I thought that that, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, now I know I'm in good hands, you know. Um, so, uh, so there's a lot of things. They'll have flags for continuity. They'll yeah. check typos and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, you just kind of have to be careful. Keep a sharp eye on it. Don't be afraid to set something if you really feel strongly about it. And don't get offended. They'll change right. your, you know, they'll change your, your sentence structure. And, you know, they'll, every copy editor has certain quirks that they, mm-hmm. you know, every time I use the word like in one, they could change it to as if. And I was like, no. Yeah. No, that's not yeah. appropriate. So I'd exactly. them all back. Yeah, but I mean yeah. things like that. Like you just um, mm-hmm. and they're human too. So you know, they're I mean, human. They're different. You know, I've got gone through and I found that it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, words that were missing that right. they missed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll put them in. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just it's a very careful stage that you have to go through. Right, and the you're working together. Edits, you're double checking each other. Right, mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. marks it up. So everybody right. gets a shot at this hard copy, and exactly. then it goes mm-hmm. to the, to the the printer. Mm-hmm. So the printer's trying to make sense of all this stuff, too. Right. So you have to mm-hmm. kind of keep all that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, anyway, once I've gone through my copy edits, I overnight them at the last minute, <laughs> usually screeching into my deadline. <laughs> And Sam opens up another and bottle of wine. And pay $50 to have them overnighted. To- <laughs> I'm like, you always overnight them. I'm, I don't care. Even if I'm ahead of my deadline, I always overnight them through UPS and everything's oh, certified. Because this is the that's only the copy thing. that exists. Exactly. I mean, you have to be, you have to certify yes. this and, like, double insure it and, like, you know, and make sign sure sign off your firstborn. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I will pay for there, every little thing that UPS does. Yeah. There <laughs> I will pay actually, for the socks on the, on the guy. Yeah. A lot of uh, authors will actually make make copies of the entire copy edits I did that before once they send insane. them back. I yeah. did that once. And I don't it, do I that. mean, you're supposed to. Yeah, but I don't do uh, you've no. I mean, the photocopy like 380 pages. I mean, my yeah. God. And yeah. if you don't do it, well, then forget it. I don't it. do it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one of the things that I do do, however, mm-hmm. <laughs> is I will I will take do those copy edits. Yeah. No, I actually put them in my hard in, in my mm. electronic file. Oh, oh, oh! I do that too. Yes. I do that too, where I make so the, I any make copy sure. edit changes. Oh, and the other thing that you can do in, in copy edits too, which is really nice, is that mm-hmm. if you, you know, like if there's a scene that's not right and you just you're catching it now. Yeah. You know, like I had a scene that had horrible dialogue in it, and I went through all these revisions and didn't notice it until it was in copy edits. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, how did nobody notice that this was terrible? And I rewrote like half the scene, mm-hmm. and I just X'd it out on the copy and then paper clipped the new scene to it, and it goes yes. right through. <laughs> it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in copy edits, you can still fix stuff like that. I mean, you don't want to yeah. You don't yeah, want to do scenes. more than like a, a page or a few paragraphs. I mean, yeah. then it gets a little crazy. But I mean, you can. You can. You can take yeah. that entire scene and put in a new scene and that's fine. In because copy it's edits. not about you. Right. It's about, it's the, about story. the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, I think the last one we have are galleys. Um mm-hmm. after copy edits, 
come the galleys. Mm -hmm. Now these look like an open printed book with two pages formatted, oh, you know, one on each side of yeah. a mm -hmm. three or uh, eight eight by eleven sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. So it's like portrait, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. um, at this point, we are not doing big revisions because they cost money. Right. Mm -hmm. With these, you are looking for punctuation such as commas, quotes, uh, question marks, things that are missing, things that are incorrect. Right. And, the, and the typesetter will sometimes, you know, have a typo in there that yes. wasn't even in the copy edits. It just gets so you're right. looking for things that a typesetter might, you know, transpose some letters or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're looking for printer issues such mm -hmm. as uh, missing text, uh, words that are spaced too closely or too spread out mm -hmm. and font issues so if you all of a sudden you've got like one kind of font it changes to another that's a problem um also <laughs> has that ever happened to you <laughs> uh yeah you know oh. i think it has yeah <laughs> yeah oh man also you're looking for general formatting such as mm -hmm. scene breaks make sure that they are in there i noted in my last mm -hmm. ones that they actually had just kind of pushed everything together and there was supposed mm -hmm. to be a scene break right um mm -hmm. you're looking for hanging lines or margins that are mm -hmm. are incorrect or whatever and mm -hmm. finally, content such as missing words, extra words, right. uh, copy edit changes that weren't done correctly, which mm -hmm. happens sometimes. Which you know. can't happen. People are human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, well, the, and the hard copy just gets messy after right. a while. And so it can sometimes be hard, hard you're typesetting so. to know what's yeah. what. Mm -hmm. You're looking for missing italics. That's mm -hmm. stuff that, that was supposed to be italicized but wasn't or mm -hmm. got italicized and wasn't supposed to be italicized. Whatever. Right. Anything that is majorly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, my approach is out of all the different types, this is the one that I dread the most <laughs> because I can't make any major changes here. I right. have to let mm -hmm. things go. It's mm -hmm. very, very hard for me. Mm -hmm. I generally drag myself through the galleys with a glass of wine in hand, page <laughs> by painful page. Mm -hmm. Then I put it in the mail and block the entire horrible experience from my memory. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sounds horrible. It is. I hate galleys. I hate oh them. Oh my god. Well, you know, I like them because it's the first time you see what the book is going to look. Because it's actually printed the way that the book is going to look. So, like those little embellishments, yeah. like those little designs they'll have at the beginning of every chapter or whatever. You kind of see how it's going to look as a as a real book, and so that's always kind of yeah. fun for me. Imperfections so like and all. Right. See, well, that's see, my. I problem. don't have. I don't have an issue with. Imperfection. I have issues with that. I actually. <laughs> I actually kind of like my imperfection, but again, that's something between me and my therapist. But anyway, so galleys, galleys annoy me though, because here, I mean, you're looking for, like I said, like the typeset errors mm. and, you know, really kind of piddly stuff. Um, you know, like Sam said, at this point, it's hard to make major changes. You, you can if you have to, but man, the publisher does not like it. So it yeah. really has to be justified. Mm -hmm. um, so mostly it's that piddly detail work that I just hate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, it's a really good time to read it out loud. And actually, usually it's during galleys that I do my out loud, you know, reading, <laughs> because that way I can see the typos. Like by the time you've read it, you've written it, you've read it like 18 times. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you just your eyes just glaze right over it and you don't see it. So it's, it's nice to be able to go through and sometimes read it out loud. Um, you know, they also have, you know, just to make you feel a little better, they have a proofreader who goes through and looks for the like the types that you know typos and yes. things like that as well so if you miss something that was you know then there's somebody who's got completely fresh eyes who's also looking at it and just 
looking for typos and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so God willing, there won't be any typos in the finished product. I don't know if I've had any of my finished products. By the time it's on the shelf, honestly, the idea of reading yeah. it again makes me want to just stick a fork in my Oh, eye. yeah. So, I yeah. try not to. I, I really so when, try not to. When galleys are done, I mean, you send the whole thing back. I just fax the sheets that have changes. Oh, okay. Usually, so. Yeah, I got to so send the whole thing back. I don't have a fax machine. So I just, oh, again, yeah. UPS, sign your right. life away. Yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. All right. Well, we hope that we helped you deal with revisions. It's never <laughs> easy, but then again, it's not about you. It's, it's about, about the, story. the story. Right. right All right. right. Well, that wraps up another interesting and 40-minute C block. We earned oh, a hey. refill. <laughs> so have you guys. Yeah. So you hang on. We'll be right back. Emmy <laughs> James is not the kind of girl who attracts angels. In fact, since she sent her life into a nosedive six years ago, she's tried to attract as little as possible attention, people, or responsibility. She lives alone in an Airstream trailer, going from job to job, wherever the wind takes her. And that works just fine. Until one day, two unexpected visitors show up at the New Jersey trailer park she currently calls home. One is a childhood friend with news. EJ's mother and his father are getting married, and they want EJ at the ceremony. The other is a sweet but odd woman named Jess, who says she's an angel specializing in cosmic relationship mending and blueberry pancakes. A Little Ray of Sunshine by Lonnie Diane Rich is a story about lost love, found angels, and the power of blueberry pancakes to fix almost anything, including the mother-daughter relationship that no one thought could ever be mended. A Little Ray of Sunshine is available now, wherever books are sold. Get your copy today. Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine D Block Take Two. <laughs> do you like winning the lottery? <laughs> sure. I really, really do. Yeah, we have something close. Mm-hmm. Just head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. Yes, each month we pick one lucky winner from all the wonderful people who actually talk to us, and then we give mm-hmm. them a special prize, and who knows, next month's winner could be you. For June, in honor of Sock Knock, which is a lot like NaNoWriMo, mm-hmm. um, I have signed copies of both of my NaNo books, Time Off for Good Behavior and Maybe Baby. Cool. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, 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 I can throw in a Wish You Were Here arc, too. Oh, cool. Because that was also written during NaNo last year, and I got my arcs in, and they are beautiful. Yay. I love Yay. the cover for this book. It's lovely. Oh, All right, oh it's so a we'll great throw cover. In, we'll throw in Wish You Were Here. Okay, so. excellent. Mm-hmm. excellent. To enter, it's easy and fairly mindless. We <laughs> know how wine affects these things. Right. Just get active on the forums or send us an uh, email at feedback, feedback, uh, feedback, <laughs> not back. feedback. No. <laughs> feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment uh-huh. on our website. We'll announce the winner on our first July show, so send in your comments now. Yes, and up next we have the weekly weigh-in. It's just sad. It's so, so, so sad. So, Lonnie, how'd you do this week? Well, you know, here's the thing. Everything, of course, was miserable because Mercury was in retrograde, right? Nobody could do anything. And I have we a girlfriend all hate Mercury. I, I know. Mercury is yeah. a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I have, a, I have a girlfriend who really knows a lot about astrology, and she was mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, it's going to be impossible to get anything off the ground. So wait until June 19th, because June 19th is when everything is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. And Mercury goes direct again, everything's going to be fine. So I was like, all right, fine. You know, I'm going to wait until June 19th. And then June 19th comes around. Today's June 20th. I still haven't done a damn thing. Um, <laughs> and I mean, 
I think it's just that I'm at this point, like I, I've written a certain amount and now I'm going back and I kind of, this is sort of how I do, like I start and then I stop and then I start and then I stop and then I get it all figured out about what I want to do and, and then I move forward mm-hmm. and write the don't look down draft. So I look down a couple of times, you know. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, so, um, so I was gonna, you know, I was gonna like have all this work done, but mostly I've just been knitting. (laughs) Good. That's okay. Knitting is good. There's a, there's a new baby that was born and I have to knit her little, little tiny booties. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I submitted, uh, chapters to my agent to read. Mm -hmm. So she's working on those. Mm -hmm. Yay. Um, I did some research and I filled in, the detail plot spreadsheet for my new work in pro- progress. Excellent. Yes, and oh, I used good. the spreadsheet this time, which was interesting because mm-hmm. for sight unseen, I used mm-hmm. index cards. Right. Mm-hmm. And for out of time, I used my hot plot, which was mm-hmm. like this really quick and dirty uh, outline. Right. So it was mm-hmm. just like line by line. Mm-hmm. And then, but then for this book, I actually used the detail, the, the spreadsheet, which I hadn't oh. done for the other two. So it was a little bit different this time. Oh, that's good. But it worked that's good. Cool. I, I oh, have good. a lot mm-hmm. of space in here to throw in a lot of, a lot of stuff into that, that spreadsheet. And it helps me kind of think as I plot. So, yeah. You know, I mean, I find that every book uh, doing something a little different. Yeah. It kind of helps me, I don't know, break out and mm-hmm. figure it mm-hmm. out. I think, you know, every book is different. Honestly, I just don't think you use the same tools every time. Right. You know, I really right. don't. But it's so. nice to have a big toolkit you could choose from. Exactly. You exactly. know, if you're working Lots on something, it's not working, then mm-hmm. try something else. So Exactly. Yeah. Kiss all the frogs, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, now it's time for our weekly challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, every week at the end of the D block, as you know, we will either do a killer word or uh, the wine card challenge, thus highlighting our vast ignorance <laughs> of both writing and wine, and uh, hopefully making y'all feel better about yourselves. So this week it's the wine card challenge. We're very excited about that. And uh, go for it, Sam. What do you have for me? You know, I have to laugh because it's called Will Write for Wine. It's only right. about writing and wine. <laughs> it's like we get to your. <laughs> We still don't get the questions right. We did the killer word. I know. We have horrible vocabulary. We know nothing about wine. It's actually very sad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For you, I've got a wild card. All right. Great. True or false? Mm -hmm. French wine regulations require winemakers to age wine in French oak barrels. True or false? Um, I I think that's got to be false because not every wine is aged in oak. Some are aged in steel. Or that, or is it that if they're aged in oak, they oak. have to be French oak? Yes, that's the question. Okay, I would say sure. The French are fussy. Uh, false. Oh. Well, while the French require many things, specific yes. <laughs> grape selections, refraining from adding acid to wines, etc., they do mm-hmm. not require winemakers to use French oak barrels. As a matter of fact, I watched uh, Dirty Jobs, and they like to use American oak. Did Isn't they have a dirty jobs in the wine? They did. In they were France? making. Oh my yeah, god! I they were seen they that. were doing coopers. You know, coopers make oh, yeah, the yeah, make yeah. the barrels. Make the barrels. Yeah. Right. You should oh, see what wow. they do. They like oh, burn the inside. It's really cool. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Wow. So. Very cool. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's very good. And I got it really wrong. All right. So, um, <laughs> for you, I have a grape question. Oh no. Uh, name another term many California winemakers use for Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. A. Chardonnay. B. Uh-huh. White grape. <laughs> C. Fumé Blanc. D. California Blanc. Uh, Fumé Blanc. 
You are so right. Back Yay. in the 1960s, it was difficult to sell Sauvignon Blanc wines. I don't know why. Sauvignon Blanc. Love them. Love them. Uh, so California winemaking pioneer Robert Mondavi, I've had oh. some of his wine, mm -hmm. uh, coined the term Fumé Blanc to glamorize this grape and persuade more Americans to drink it. How interesting. Interesting. I thought I that was French. I had no idea. Well, there I you go. I had no idea how the California got in there, but I'm like, uh, sounds like Fumé Blanc to me. So You know, yeah. dude, whatever. Right? Yeah. It's all about the marketing, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Another humiliating <laughs> D-block for your trepid host. We're going to go drink our sorrows Away. Be right back. <laughs> well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com, where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. Doo -doo 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 -doo. And don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint MySpace page, our cafe press store, and all the cool things we talk about during the show. By the time you're done with all that, we'll be back in a new podcast next week. Everybody plays and everybody wins. Well, it's time for Last Call here at Will Write for Wine. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Don't forget to send in your wine suggestions. Or questions. Right, because we give away prizes and prizes are fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the email address is feedback at willwriteforwine.com. And the forums are at willwriteforwine.com slash forum. And now that we've got our final words of wisdom to carry you through the week until our next show. So, Sam, what do you have? My words of wisdom this week are... You don't suck as much as you think you do. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because you really don't. You yeah. don't. You, mm -hmm. you know, you think it's a big deal, but it's mm -hmm. just not. Right. And you just keep yeah. going. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, my words of wisdom this week is to uh, blame your problems on getting started on Mercury and Retrograde. Because <laughs> <laughs> really, it's Mercury's fault. <laughs> so one little stinking planet. Jeez. <laughs> Causing all this havoc. I know. Jeez. All right. Well, next week's show is on submitting proposals now that your manuscript is written and revised. Right. Mm -hmm. That'll be fun. So until yeah. next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying if you can't write for money, then write for wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Will Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash willwriteforwine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.com podshow.com. 
And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. And go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate. Or perhaps Colin first. Mmm. Ring any bells? Or, you know, the, the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee, and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work...